What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Minnesota Sports Podcast. I'm DJ Baumgartner, and didn't have a lot of time to do an emergency podcast over the weekend, but we'll dive right into this on this Monday morning. It's 4.56 at the time of this recording on Monday morning. I'm driving into work, and we'll just do another podcast like this again because I just, I really want to talk about this. This is awesome. The Twins signed Carlos Correa. I don't know how this is possible. I mean, I know it's possible, but this is, guys, this is huge. And let's talk about just everything this could mean for the Minnesota Twins in 2022, for what it could mean for the Twins in 2023 and beyond and all that. First, let's start off with Trevor, uh, with uh, the Trevor Story slash Carlos Correa sweepstakes. Now, if you remember, way, way back in October, there was a report, I believe it was from John Heyman, who seems like he's pretty connected with the Twins organization. I don't know if it's through Balby and Levine directly, or if he just has a guy high up in the Twins that he's getting his info from. But Heyman seems pretty connected with the Minnesota Twins. And he threw something out in October that said the Twins were very interested in Carlos Correa. And at the time, you read the report, and you're like, well, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, every, all 30 teams, if they're serious about winning, should say they're interested in Carlos Correa. He's potentially the best shortstop in baseball. He's a number one overall pick. He's a platinum glove winner, gold glove winner, all-star. You name it. He's a World Series champion. The man hits. The man hits in the postseason. He's a great fielder. I mean, there's a great teammate. There's nothing bad you can say about Carlos Correa. So... Obviously, you read that at the time in October, and you think, well, yeah, whatever. It is, you know, it is what it is. Obviously, everybody wants Carlos Correa, but the Twins won't get him. And then the offseason progresses. Comes back, of course, the Twins have a bunch of money to spend after trading Josh Donaldson. And when they traded Josh Donaldson to clear $50 million in cap room, you knew, well, I shouldn't say cap room because baseball doesn't Salary gap to cleaned up 50-50-5-0 million dollars in payroll for a reason. This wasn't a team that was going to trade Josh Donaldson, put Gio Urshela at third base, and then assign Jose Iglesias or something. Or bring in, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other shortstops that were on the market. Bring in, he wasn't on the market, but bring in back Gary Adrian. This was a, if you're clearing the space because you were planning on signing one of the top shortstops on the market. Now, the Twins, after it looked like Carlos Correa was coming back, I mean, there was a report like over a week ago that said Carlos Correa was leaning towards going back to the Astros. And everybody thought that made sense. The Astros now had more money to spend because the, the luxury tax got raised. So everybody thought, well, that makes more sense. Houston's got more money to spend. They want to bring him home. He was their number one overall draft pick, one of the big pieces in their rebuild when they kind of got back on the map in 2015. Uh, But now it just hasn't – it didn't materialize that way. And the Twins have put their focuses on Trevor's story, the Colorado Rockies shortstop. And essentially the Twins gave him an offer, and Story basically said in contract negotiations he wants to go to a club that's going to win. Now at first he didn't want to play second base. You want to play shortstop. Shortstops obviously make the most money. You want to be at that position. But he didn't like the offers from the teams that were willing to pay him to play shortstop. 
so the Twins basically bowed out. Sounds like the Twins gave him a good offer, and he wasn't. The tw- hashtag Twins were in on it. You know, that's a big thing on Twitter. Uh, every time a free agent gets signed, Darren Wilson shows up and says, hey, the Twins checked in, they called his agent, they made an offer, he didn't take it. And, you know, you can say, well, that's foul covering their butt. Uh, that's just, they didn't offer him enough money, whatever. The point is, he didn't take, he wouldn't take the contract. So now, according to Wolfson, who said this on Sports Wrap last night on KSTP, is that once the Twins saw that, they focused on Carlos Correa. And they basically hard pivoted once they knew they weren't going to get Trevor Story. So, again, the Twins were using their newly acquired payroll flexibility from shipping off Donaldson. You knew they had to go after one of those two guys because otherwise this whole offseason was going to be a wash of these. And cleaning out Donaldson would have meant nothing. And Salveen did, Salveen and Levine, Salveen, their power couple, did what they had to do. They pivoted hard for Carlos Correa, and they told him, look, this offseason's weird, isn't it? How about we sign you to a three-year deal worth $35 million per year, 35.1? I think it's slightly – it makes him the second-highest-paid player in baseball behind Mike Trout. Um, so, seems fair. Seems like about where he's at. He's one of the top ten players in all of baseball. Uh, he's coming to play for the Minnesota Twins. And I know it says a three-year contract, but – this is a one-year contract. We'll get to that in a second, but let's just... First of all, this is big for a few reasons. One, the Chief Polad's narrative doesn't live here uh, because they spent $35.1 million to bring in a free agent. This is not... This is, one, the largest free agent deal in Twins history. The Donaldson deal was number two. Salveen can give out a big contract to a free agent. How this deal is different than Donaldson, though, is Josh Donaldson was 32 years old, 30, he was in his 30s, and wasn't like 30, he was in his 30s, like he was 32, 33, something like that. Now, he's still a good player. I'm still very high on Josh Donaldson, and if the Twins would have decided to keep him, I would not have been too upset. I know there's some people, and maybe some reports, that seem like the Twins are okay getting rid of Donaldson, like they're not going to miss him in the clubhouse, whatever. Maybe that's true. Uh, but I didn't hate the Donaldson contract. I didn't hate it at the time, and I don't hate it now. They got it off the books, and they signed Carlos Correa, who's 27. He's in the prime of his career, Carlos Correa. He is somebody who is, he had 29 home runs last year, like a 280-something average, 92 RBIs. He's a guy that matches. He's a guy that's forward-thinking. He went to teams in free agency. And he, added, and he showed them their team's war and what players have the highest war and what they were going to do to bring in players who were doing very well and very forward-thinking. War isn't a high forward-thinking statistic, but if you're going in terms of the mainstream, war is definitely an analytics tool. Uh, it's not a traditional baseball stat, batting average, uh, home runs, RBIs, that kind of deal. Uh, this is something the Twins don't make. The Twins don't make this. Carlos Correa. They never have. Now, the Twins have spent money in free agent contracts a little bit in the last 10 years. You look at, even though the moves didn't work out, Ricky Nolasco, Irvin Santana, were big free agent deals for the Twins at the time. And I think it goes more to the fact the Twins will allow their GMs to spend money. Terry Ryan just didn't know how. He lived his whole life 
uh, his whole career with the Twins was, we can't spend money. And then he broke him out of that and said he could spend money, and he threw it at Ricky Colasso. Uh, so it just goes to show you a little bit how that, again, I'm not saying the Chief Olaz narrative isn't without merit. I'm not saying that you can't come to that conclusion on your own. I'm not saying it's impossible to do that, but that's just not where I'm going to go. I've outgrown that phase of following the Twins. Uh, I don't crutch on that. But it can happen at times. But Carlos Gray is a Minnesota Twin, 27 years old, prime of his career. But it's a one-year contract, I think, is another thing we have to look at. He solidifies the shortstop position. The Twins defense up the middle with Correa, who's one of the best defensive fielders in all of baseball, and Jorge Polanco, who isn't a great fielder, but was much better at second base than he was at shortstop uh, by the defensive metrics you can go look at. Um, and then you have Urshela at third. I'm not quite sure what his fielding numbers look like off the top of my head. Snow or Kirilov, whoever you want at first base, it's going to be one of those two. Maybe mix in Gary Sanchez at first base a little bit, probably. Um, I mean, this is the Twins opening day roster. Looks like Kirilov slash Larnick in left, uh, Buxton in center, Kepler in right, Kirilov slash Sano at first base, Blanco second, Correa at shortstop, uh, Urshela at third, and Ryan Jeffers behind the plate with Gary Sanchez splitting some time. Um, and then don't forget, you got Sonny Gray as well in the mix. Um, if the Twins can trade for Frankie Montes or, and or uh, Sean Benaya, get one of those two pitchers from Oakland, this is going to be a great, 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 great. I shouldn't say great. They're not going to be like the number one roster on baseball on paper. That obviously goes to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeesh. Um, but they're still going to be a great team. And in AL Central, that is getting better. The White Sox won last year. They'll be hyped because they're from Chicago. Detroit always gets some love. The Tigers are a historic franchise. They're going to get some love if they start to turn forward with A.J. Hitch, which I think they'll start to do a little bit. They brought in Javier Baez. Uh, the Guardians, Cleveland, is formerly known as the Indians. Um, that team, not really sure what the read on them is. Uh, they still have a great manager in Francona. They still have some great pitching. And uh, they still have Jose Reyes and some of those other guys. Uh, so, uh, uh, Jose Ramirez, sorry, not Jose Reyes. Uh, they still have some of those other guys that uh, that's going to be good for them. I mean, the point is, this is going to be a tougher AL Central. But with 12 teams now, with two additional teams getting into the postseason, one in each, with a 12-team postseason in all of baseball, there is no reason that the Minnesota Twins should not be competing for one of those two wild card spots at the very least and have a very good chance to get in. Fan uh, graphs, uh, whatever measure, uh, camera of his fan graphs or Dakota, whatever, the wind projection. They projected the Twins to like 80-something wins, and that was before bringing in Correa. So we'll see what that projection has them at now. We'll see if they can get Manaya or Montes from Oakland. That's going to be a bidding war. But this isn't your grandpa's Minnesota Twins. They're, they're making moves. This isn't the Chiefs kick Calvin Griffith. This isn't the Metrodome Twins where they don't have any money and they can't keep anyone. They kept Buxton. They signed him long term. Then they brought in Sonny Gray. They gave him a first-round pick for him. Then they brought in Carlos Correa. You can look at the one-year contract, essentially it's a one-year contract, and say, well, I mean, what's the point? I mean, he's only going to play for us for one who cares? Have a Jack Morris type season. Jack Morris, 
Twins legend. He only played for the Twins for one year, and it was a very much a deal like this. A multi-year deal with an opt-out after the first one. I'm going to come here. This team is going to be good. I'm going to come here. I'm going to put up some great numbers, and then I'm going to hit free agency again. And that's fine, because the Twins have Royce Lewis and Austin Martin behind Carlos Correa. It's great to get Carlos Correa in the building. Royce Lewis and Austin Martin can learn from him. A lot of Twins guys can. Learn from Correa and have his presence in the building will be great. And then he'll leave in free agency next year, and you'll like, and you'll give the keys to either Lewis or Martin. I think it's fine. Obviously, I would love Carlos Correa to be with the Twins for the next five years. But he wasn't going to sign a five-year deal in Minnesota, let's be honest. But a one-year mercenary-type deal where the Twins obviously paid him the most money, yeah, that's fine. And the Twins can do it because it's a one-year contract, and now you, know, you can say, well, the, what's the point of spending if it's only for one year? They have that money to go do it again the next year for somebody, whether it's for pitching, to help somewhere else on the diamond, um, taking on a bad contract to get some good players in return. Uh, there's a whole lot of things you can do now with that flexibility because now Derek Falvey and Thad Levine have shown that they can spend money. They're willing to spend money and willing to spend money on some of the top three agents. Josh Donaldson at the time was one of the top three agents uh, on the hitting side. And on the pitching side, they offered Zach Wheeler the same amount of money that he took to play for Philadelphia his wife was just from Philadelphia, so he took the money to go play for them. Like, that's pretty obvious. So, this is a front office that if they see a free agent they want, they're, they're, not, they're not held back to spend money. So, this is an interesting deal. And by the way, that Wheeler deal was a multi-year deal, a five-year contract. So, just because Carlos Gray is only going to be in Minnesota for one season, who cares? The Twins will have money next year to do whatever they want. Carlos Correa can always opt back in, but he's not going to do that. This was a chance for him to reset the market. His agent, by the way, also just started representing him in the last couple months. So he now has a chance to get full commission on a big deal. He's not opting in next year. He's basically going to be – we're going to be talking about where he's going to play next year, all year, but who cares? Carlos Correa is going to be a Minnesota twin, and that's awesome. That's just enjoy the ride. Just enjoy it because this never happens. Rarely it happens in Minnesota sports at all. So just have fun with this. Embrace it. Carlos Gray is in Fort Myers. He went to the team facility yesterday. He's going to put pen to paper uh, either in today or tomorrow. Seems like they're going to have a formal press conference on, on uh, Wednesday. So enjoy it. This is fun. Twins baseball is fun and I am very excited for Twins baseball to return to target. It is great. The Twins came back. I said this at the time, uh, when the offseason first began in November, I said Derek Falvey and Thad Levine need to be aggressive. They need to not sit and let the market come to them. They need to go after it. And you know what? It looked bad at first, but they had a plan. And it almost fell apart, but they were able to make it work in the end. So you know what? Derek Falvey and Thad Levine get an A in my book for this offseason because of bringing in Carlos Correa and Sonny Gray. Whether or not they can get in Montez or Minaya, that makes it an A+. Plus. But Derek Falvey and Thad Levine did great. And the other question is, I've heard this response to some tongue-in-cheek, some actually needing it. The Twins need pitching now. Like, they still are not a great team in the starting rotation. They made kind of little additions here and there. The, the, 
the core of the Twins' bullpen isn't going to change. They made a couple minor league signings. Joe Smith, um, uh, Chichi Gonzalez. I, I don't know if he's going to play in uh, Hernandez. Uh, rather, I don't know if he's going to play in the minors or, or I mean, their minor league contracts. I don't know if he's going to play in the starting rotation. I don't know if he's going to be in the bullpen. But either way, Griffin Jackson now a bullpen arm. Lewis Thorpe is a, just a straight-up bullpen arm. The Twins are trying to rework their bullpen internally. And you know what? If the Twins have a better starting rotation, that bullpen just looks better. by just, like It just automatically makes them better. Um, but lastly, the one thing, can the Twins, you know, uh, people are saying, well, the Twins better. I mean, if you brought in Carlos Correa, it's not going to mean anything if you don't add some good pitching. The Twins know that. The Twins know that. You don't go and, again, like we said, you don't trade for Sonny Gray if after the Donaldson trade. Everybody looks and says, they traded for Sonny Gray. They're serious about competing this year. Because Sonny Gray's contract is only until 2023. So they're serious about competing. Then they signed Correa. All right, well, now not just that they're serious about competing, they are serious about competing in 2022. They are very serious about that. Uh, Carlos Gray is only a one-year deal. Uh, Sonny Gray is only here until 2023. So, like, he'll play the 2023 season, then he's done. Uh, if you sign Frankie Montez, he's only here until 2023 as well. If you – or trade for him, rather. If you trade for Sean Manaya, he's a free agent after this. So this 2022 season has slowly turned into a bit of an all-in season for the Twins. Forgive me, my turn signal is going to be on the background. But uh, this 2022 season is kind of an all-in team. And if you notice Derek Salvi and Sad Levine team – they kind of play them one season at a time with rare exceptions. They really are kind of, how can we put a winning team on the field this year? Because their free agent signings are very short-term. The Donaldson contract was four years, but after two, after two seasons, they were ready to ship them out. Um, you know, the Correa deal is basically a one-year contract. Um, you know, they like to play things very one year at a time. Uh, so, again, um, who knows? what's in store for this Twins team. They have a bunch of prospects on the way, which is basically them. They have a good enough lineup to where they couldn't neglect it by adding big league help. They did. And now they're just going to hope that that big league help uh, that they've added wins on the field, and then it transitions into their younger prospects. The Twins have a lot, a lot, a lot of major league-ready prospects at their disposal, either to trade for a player like Montes or Manaya or just to have ready. The Twins pitching pipeline, they feel very high on internally. We'll see how that works out for them. But the Minnesota Twins are kind of all in on 2022 in a way. They're not all in as this is the only year their competitive window is going to be open. But you never know with prospects. You have Carlos Correa this season. Even if Royce Lewis or Austin Martin gets the keys, you know, they're not going to be ready day one. And there should be no expectation for them to be ready day one either, or them to be, I shouldn't say ready day one, but, you know, just uh, swinging the lights out and just being a major league player full on in year number one, and that matters. So the Twins will have a good team around them to help them. They won't have to put it all on their shoulders, but it's just saying, that, like, it's not a guarantee that they're going to just transition. You can't transition out of Carlos Correa and be just fine, with, unless Royce Lewis or Austin Martin are just ready right out of the jump. They could be. I'm just saying there's a lot of unknowns when prospects play. Alex Kirloff is going to be a great player, but you know, 2021 was a little up and down for him 
with injuries and with just a slow start and everything. So, uh, you know, we'll just have to see. But 2022 has turned into a year where the Twins are pushing all of their chips in on the table, and it's fun to see. Guys, even if Correa doesn't turn out to be good this year and he only leaves after one year, just embrace it. The Twins are being aggressive. They're making moves, and this is what we've asked of them. Trade your prospects for major league-ready talent. They did that in Sonny Gray. Signed top free agents. They signed a top free agent. They've signed Donaldson in the past. They've shown the willingness to do that. Appreciate it when the front office does things they want to do that you've wanted them to do for years, even before Derek Falvey and Tad Levine entered target field. And one last thing, they still could give up some prospects uh, to trade for Frankie Matas or Sean Manaya. And, again, that's something we wanted them to do. Now, if they pull the trigger on those trades, don't be surprised if it's some players we really like. All right, this is a quick Minnesota sports podcast. This is awesome. Trevor, uh, Trevor Story went to Boston. Who cares? Carlos Correa is a Minnesota twin. This is great. Uh, it's just awesome. I can't wait for Twins baseball. Opening day on April 7th from Target Field. Can't come soon enough. Until then, this is the Minnesota Sports Podcast.